Welcome to the Work-Life Brilliance Podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Work-Life Brilliance Podcast. I am your host, Denise Green, and as always, I'm very grateful and excited that you're here with me. This is part two of How to Say No with Grace, Not Guilt. So hopefully you have listened to the first episode about this topic. I give you a lot to think about in terms of why it is so important that we learn how to mindfully and confidently and strategically say yes and no to the right things. I gave you some tools, I gave you some things to think about, and today I'm going to teach you how to actually do it. My process for declining requests with grace, not guilt, in ways that do a few things. One, this is all about improving your results, your results in life, every part of your life, your results in your health, your results at work, your results at home. How do we leave room for all the important yeses that will get neglected if we ignore our capacity and if we do the easy thing? This is about honoring your potential, your purpose, and your strengths. It's also about honoring that fragile capacity that we all have as human beings. Okay, so it's about results. It is also about relationships. This is about improving your relationships. And I was thinking about, I don't know why I went to this, but I was thinking about places in my life where somebody said no or yes, and it affected our relationship. And I went back to all the way back to just graduating out of college. And there were three of us that were really close in college. Um, one of us got married very soon after college, and we were to be, the other two of us were to be bridesmaids. And at the last minute, at the last minute being like a month before the wedding, which feels like at the last minute if you've been preparing for over a year, um, one of my friends, the bridesmaid that was going to be joining me, backed out. And that's a big deal. Um, I got married a few years later, and I reached out to her and I said, I really want you to be a bridesmaid, but I need you to promise me that you're not going to back out at the last minute because, dude, that's a bummer. So she said yes, and she got pregnant, and we ended up um, tailoring a dress for her, which we had to kind of just work at because we didn't know exactly what her size was going to be. And about a month before the big event, she said no. And she said no over an email. (laughs) And when I tried to call her, um, she didn't pick up. So as you can imagine, this fractured the relationship. And it's not that I held a grudge. I probably did back then. I can't really remember. I certainly don't now. But it affected how much I trusted this person, how much I felt this person valued the relationship. So this is about improving, maintaining, sustaining, and deepening relationships, 
which you can absolutely do with an early and gracious no. Finally, it is about your reputation. So your results, your relationships, and your reputation. If you are a person who says yes and then doesn't deliver, you will damage your relationship. Uh, I'm sorry, your reputation. And some of you you know, this recently happened to me where I hired a web designer based on a recommendation from a friend um, who said he did great work for him. Well, I don't know what's going on in this person's life. I know a little bit about what's going on in this person's life. Um, But he would say yes to milestones and deliverables that he did not have the capacity to deliver on, nor the talent or experience to deliver on. I ended up having to move the entire program over to two other people, a graphic designer and a web designer. And when the friend checked in with me to see how it was going, I, I told him. I said, this guy would say he could do something and then disappear. For weeks, weeks and weeks, I would not hear from him. So my friend said, thank you for letting me know. I'm not going to recommend him anymore. When you give someone a clear no, and again, I'm going to teach you how to do this without actually saying the word no, it is a gift. I could have found somebody months ago rather than having to be behind on my project, and I would have understood, and I would have appreciated and respected. Hey, I get it. Stuff comes up. You can't do it. And we would have figured it out. All right, so here is my process for saying no. It has six steps. Some of these can be flipped around and some of these can be combined, but I'm going to walk you through the six steps. The first one is to do absolutely nothing other than take a deep breath. It takes only three hundredths of a second between the time our brain thinks a thought and we say something. So you need to increase that gap so you don't make the mistake of saying yes when you actually can't deliver on this thing because that is really hard to backtrack from and it will harm your reputation. So take a breath because it is going to be so much easier to decline first than it is to undo that yes that accidentally slipped out. Then you can create even a longer pause if you really need to think about this and you don't know whether you're going to say yes or no, or you don't know what reasoning you're going to give. You can create a pause with language. So you might say, you know, I need to check my calendar and get back to you by the end of the day. Or let me give you, let me give this some thought. I don't want to commit only have to have to let you know I can't do it. And then very importantly, go back to them. Tell them when you're going to get back to them. I'll get back to you by the end of the day. And then do get back to them by the end of the day. Otherwise, if you just disappear and don't get back to them, you will be harming your reputation and your relationship. Your credibility will take a ding. All right, next step is to clearly decline without actually saying the word no. So it might just sound as simple as, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Or I'm not available. I'm not able to do that. I wish I could, but I'm already committed. I'd love to do that for you, but I can't. Um, We can't take that on right now. Now, I know this sounds really terse, but we're going to add color to it. But you see, I didn't actually say the words no, but it was still clear that I am unable to do that. 
Now, if you're starting to feel a little bit guilty, I want you to remember, your job is not to say yes. Your job is to be effective. And by job, I mean your life. Your job in life is to make the most of it. And you cannot do that by saying yes to everything. All right, so that was the decline. Step three is sharing why. Now, you are likely to have a bunch of reasons why you don't want to do this. And one of them may be um, you just don't like the person. Now, that, of course, is not something you're going to share with them. You're going to find another truthful, credible reason that they would respect. This is a lot easier if you know the person. You can even ask somebody else what they might respect. But you can always come up with things that generally people tend to think are important. So in the workplace, you might say, I'd love to take that on, but I'm unable to because my team is down two people and we're already working nights and weekends. And by the way, don't say you'd love to take it on if you wouldn't love to take it, take it on. Um, you might just say, I would say yes, except that my team is down two people. Or we can't do that because my team is down two people. Or I have another commitment at the same time that I cannot move. Now, most people respect that because if they had a commitment with you already, they would not want you to move that. Now, you don't have to tell them what the commitment is. The commitment might be uh, to exercise, to take a nap. I'm not judging what your commitment is, but make sure if you do have a commitment that is more important than this, that you are clear with them. Now, you could just say, I'm unavailable or I'm on vacation. Most people would respect the fact that you're on vacation. Now, I know that there are some corporate environments that want you to work all the time. And in that case, you might want to think about saying no to that job and that company, uh, or at least starting to look for something so that you can say no to that. Because really, that is not a cool environment to be in that is going to help you thrive. You might say, you know, this isn't my area of expertise, and I'm afraid I would deliver you a subpar product. Or we'd have to drop the high-priority project we're working on, and we're not able to do that. If you have a bunch of reasons, just choose the one that you think they are most likely to respect. You always want to be truthful. Sometimes your reason is going to be personal. You know, I, have a, I really have a sick dog right now, and... I'm going to have to do whatever it takes to get him better. We don't know if he has Lyme disease, which would be very ironic. That's what the doctor thinks he has. So we'd have a household of two. Um, it could be an autoimmune disease, but all we know is he's in pain and we're treating him. But if I have to go to the vet for my dog, there will be certain clients, if I have to miss the client call or reschedule it, that I will tell them I have a very important vet appointment for my dog. Now, if I don't know if my client is a dog lover, I'm going to be a little bit more generic that I have to take a loved one into the doctor. Also true, and people would respect that. Or I have a doctor's appointment. True, I am going to the doctor. I made the appointment. So be mindful and share whatever you think this person would most respect. The next step is optional but it is to offer sincere gratitude. And the reason I say it's optional, don't thank a person for asking you unless you genuinely feel sincere gratitude. Maybe you are honored that they trusted you with this. Then you can say, thank you for your trust. Thank you for considering me. If you don't feel it, don't say it. 
The next step comes with a warning. This one is where you make an offer, and the warning is to not make the offer so big that you might as well have said yes in the first place. So only make an offer if you have one and if it serves both parties' needs and doesn't result in you saying yes to something as burdensome as, burdensome as the first request. So what it might sound like is, what I can do is, well, I can't do it today, but I can do it on Thursday. Or, I know of a good resource. Would you like her information? Would you like me to ask so-and-so if he's available? Now, you could actually just put this right up front and never even decline. So what I mean by that is, let's say, let's say somebody says, hey, can you give me this report by Friday? You could pause, think, and say, what I can do is have it to you by next Wednesday. And they might just go, cool, great, conversations over. Or they might say, why can't you do it by Friday? And then you got to back up and give your reasoning and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but feel free to try that. Then you get the added benefit of never even saying no and just uh, priming their brain to see that you are thoughtful and you are negotiating in your head and you are coming up with a solution that might work for them. And then you two can negotiate out loud about another due date. So feel free to try that. The last step is optional, but I really suggest you, should, eh, suggest you do it because it is dropping the guilt. So if you are feeling guilty, and I hope while I've been talking about this, you've actually been thinking about a real person you wanted to climb with. And if you have, I want you to just notice, are you feeling any sense of guilt in declining this request? And then ask yourself, am I acting out of integrity or causing harm by declining this request? If yes, don't decline or apologize. And if no, let it go. Drop the guilt. And remember that saying yes and then under-delivering is punishing to others and it's going to hurt your reputation in your relationship. All right, so if we put this all together, here's, here's a way it could sound. It could sound like, I can't do it because I have a prior commitment. Would you like me to check with Dave on my team and see if he can attend on my behalf and relay any important action items back to me? Or this one I have to have, <laughs> people have to do all the time because they get nominated for some of my programs. And I tell them, do not do this unless you have the capacity. Do not say yes unless you have the capacity because they will be letting themselves down. They will be letting their management down, their company down, their peers down, and me down. So what I suggest to them is that they can say, thank you for considering me for this leadership program. I'm very honored. I've given it some thought, and I've decided that now isn't the right time for me to attend. I realize that given my work on Project X, I wouldn't have the time to give this the attention it deserves. And my spot should go to someone else who can commit the time. And I would love if you would nominate me again in the future. Now, what manager is going to say no to that? Like, you are honoring your capacity. And oh, by the way, I'm going to be a cruddy participant in this program because I'm working on this other big thing you have me working on. If you're nervous about doing this, it means you have a normal human brain. 
In the last episode, we talked about all the reasons why this topic stokes fear in us. And I will remind you of Brene Brown's quote that you can be courageous or comfortable, but you can't be both. So this is going to be a time when you practice courage. So it's your turn to go back and map out this statement for yourself, this clear decline. What are you going to say to begin to clearly decline without saying the word no? And keep it short. What reason will you give that is most credible to the other party? And what gratitude will you express if you genuinely feel it? What will you offer that will benefit both of you without causing resentment or overwork? And then you're going to find a partner to read this to. You're not going to role play. You don't need to give them the backstory. All you need to do is ask them how to listen. Ask them, how clear is this? Can you tell I'm saying no? Or does it sound too wishy-washy? How concise is it? Do I ramble? How gracious is it? Do I sound like I am genuinely appreciative? And how compelling was my reason? How did my offer sound? Am I offering too much, too little? Should I keep it out? And then I want you to remember, this decline is a gift because a no, oh, by the way, I'm going to quote Gandhi here because, hey, if you don't believe me, believe, believe Gandhi. He says, a no offered from the deepest conviction is better than a yes merely uttered to please or avoid trouble. So hopefully that reframe will assuage your guilt and know that you are doing the courageous thing. Courage is not easy but it takes heart and it is worth it. So I look forward to hearing how this goes. Go forth and decline requests with grace, not guilt, so you have capacity to be the best version of you that you can be. And if you liked what you heard, I would be so honored if you would leave a nice review telling what value you're getting from this podcast. And I look forward to sharing more tips about how to live your most brilliant life in the next Work-Life Brilliance podcast episode. See you then. Thanks for listening to Work-Life Brilliance. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes.